When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find a seat. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. I got a return guest here, Zach Heiner. Uh, he's been on the show quite a bit, but he's started out a new little venture called Merit Auction. So, Zach, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Casey. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate you coming on. Before we get too heavy into what's happened in the marketplace, let's talk a little bit about, about Merit Auctions and, and what it is you got going on over there. Yeah, so, uh, myself, John Probasco, Jim Huff, and a few other people there, at, uh, I guess basically in January, we're maybe six months into this thing but uh, started a new auction company of course all of us you know have been in the auction business for 20 plus years uh, piece at least and then uh, we just had some changes where we were at and then uh, saw the opportunity to do this so we started up there basically January 1 and kind of hit the ground here moving real fast and uh, kind of shocked all of us that uh, we're kind of where we're at right now but uh, I think it just shows a need for the market and uh, mm-hmm. we're doing things. So we got, uh, you know, we've had several, several land sales, couple farm retirement sales already there, but uh, we've got a big, big sale coming up for Ziegler Cat uh, this this coming Monday, and then uh, of course the one we're going to talk about here is, uh, you know, the Ag Pro John Deere, which 
I've had sales for AgPro, I think probably this may be going on the fifth year, you know, they're nothing new to the auction market, but uh, they got a big sale coming up here August 31st. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump right into that. So when you're looking at, uh, you know, I'd always, I'd talked about quite a bit that I thought that we would see this kind of an easy landing and we'd kind of see all these things happen because, you know, as supply chains got better, we would see this gradual increase of, of uh, machines hitting the market. So you get the new stuff coming in, the use coming in and those kind of things. Well, I, I was, the supply chain thing did clean up and we're, that's there. But the, I think the biggest issue that we saw with supply chains across the entire ag equipment spectrum was that not only did they clean up, but it just all of a sudden got better, right? It didn't just like, you know, one month over a month, we saw four or five new machines show up more than the previous months. We got this little supply of, of used now and kind of grown into it. It's like everything that was ordered in 22 showed up in like the end of uh, the fourth quarter in 22, uh, going into 23 and what we see this first quarter of 23, the amount of new stuff getting delivered and that's just really saturated the market all, all at once. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's funny we talk about the combine problem, this, that, and other thing. And it's always the butt of everyone's joke. But I'm a firm believer: if you've got one combine, you probably have a combine problem somewhere coming down your line. So it's, it's, as you're looking at what's going on, a lot of these com a lot of these auctions that we're seeing are very combine heavy. I guess Zach, as you're looking around uh, and, and looking at the marketplace, what are your thoughts there? And and what are your thoughts uh, as you look at what's going on with combines right now? We were talking a little bit there, starting off, Casey, about, you know, some trends and looking back. And, of course, you know, let's let's go back a year ago, eight months ago. I think, you know, all of us behind the scenes were talking, was this going to be the, the 12, 13, right. let again, you know, rolling into 14. And I kind of related back. I, I, I told you, I said, I don't have time to study all those numbers and look at all the graphs and everything in between there. I think there might be a little similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. You know, I don't think the numbers are near as many, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of these combines coming up. I mean, a lot of these machines um, that I've looked at here in the last month, you know, month to two months that are going to be in this sale, a lot of these machines just came in on trade. I mean, they weren't aged inventory. You know, they, mm -hmm. they got the new ones delivered. They came to the lot and they came right out of the shed. So, you know, it, it, it's it's not the age thing that we saw there in the past, you know, right. days or whatever. But uh, it, there, there's definitely a lot of combines out there. But you know, I think if anybody can learn from the, the past of this, if you know everybody's farmers around here and farmers that, that know that I'm in this business always call me and say, you know, what do you think? I think if they can learn one thing, uh, you know, the opportunity, the opportunity that's going to be here, where these things are yeah. going to fall and where they're going to land, you know, there's been a lot of them sold here up to this point where we're at in the last uh, 45 days. So I think a new base has kind of been established on them. But I think I think the market needs to understand the opportunity that's here. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. I mean, I've I've watched a lot of auctions, um, and went back and looked at the results and kind of where they're at. And it, it is not uncommon to see fifteen to twenty-five combines in one sale at one swath. Where I don't want to say that's uncommon, but that is not what I expected to see going into this fall. I expected to see more of a, a gradual kind of pick up and then you know maybe towards the end of the year you see something going into that first quarter maybe you see some more stuff happen but there's a lot of folks that just jumped on the, the train and say hey, you know what we're just gonna we're gonna clean up what we've got and and, and take you know 25 percent of our inventory or combine inventory or whatever it is and and uh and, and and do something with it other than watch it sit on our lot and i think that that is a uh i, th I almost feel like that is one of those deals where 
that's kind of a lesson of the past that, that people learn as, as we're looking at that 12 and 14 time frame where a lot of those machines, like you said, that got sold, there might be 20 of them in an auction or something like that, but it was, they'd been on the lot for a year plus before they took them to auction. And, and I think what you're, what you're saying there is pretty accurate that not all this stuff is a year old or two years old or three years old or anything like that. It's, it might be six months, nine months old, and, and they're 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 taking it and, and running with it. There, so there, there are several machines here that on our first round, you know, we uh, the bulk of those combines in that heart of Ohio, and you know, some of your folks listening here, if you're out there in western Nebraska where you are, whatever, you know, a lot of people talk about the I states, but Ohio mm-hmm. doesn't quite get the credit for where they're at right there in that London Washington courthouse. You know, where that right there in that pocket, I mean, that's the best of the best of Ohio, and I mean, that's flat ground. That's you would think you were in the Illinois or Iowa, but uh, you know, a lot of those combines, there was a handful of them on the first round that, you know, they were on my list, and they were still at the farmer, they were still at the farmer's farm yeah. sitting in the barn, and I had to catch them on the second round. So I mean, yeah, a lot of these things never even hit the lot, and and I say a lot of them, there's you know, a lot of them never hit the lot, but they're definitely not aged aged inventory yeah. like we had in the past, and. You know, the other thing, Casey, you know, there's, you're kind of seeing as the market's changed and we went to these online sales, I mean, hey, you know, you know the past and the history, just what I've done with, you know, with, with you guys at your dealership a long time ago and just bounced around different dealerships, the live sale to the online, uh, we're still offering a live sale if somebody wants to have one, you know, there's different settings, I think, for, for everything, but even on the online thing, when you take this many combines and somebody can drive down to Washington Courthouse, Ohio, and if they're looking at, you know, looking to upgrade into a 780 or a 790, that you have multiple machines sitting right there together. Same thing if you go over to London or up to Richwood. You know, you, within a three-hour drive there, you can, you can see a majority of these machines right there in the heart of Ohio. And I think for the auction market, that does, that does bring a big plus to it. When guys still want to go look at them, put their hands on them, I mean, a few of these machines only have you know, 200, 300 hours on them. But, you know, a lot of the guys still do want to go look and you're not, you're not driving 10, 12 hours and, and look at one, one machine here on an online sale and then you got to drive six hours the other way to look at another one. Right. And they can look at a lot of machines here and just a, just, just a road trip. Yeah. And I think that's the, uh, I'm a big fan of the online live auction combo thing. I think that gets the best of the both worlds because you've got the, you know, just the, you know, the auctioneer doing his thing in the background and you're trying to you're being competitive and going on what's happening. And <clears throat> I think the lead up to um, the auction when you're, you know, people are kind of pecking at, at what the machine is sitting out there and they're, they're kind of putting their prices up there. Um, it's somewhat kind of gets so I, I, cause I get caught up in it myself where, you know, it's two days to go before the cl- auction closes and man, this machine should be at X, but it's at Y, man, this is going to go cheap. I better jump in on this deal. Um, when you have the, the auctioneer and get the ring guys out there, you know, you know, flaming the the fans out there on the on the uh, on the flames and getting everything going, making things hot. I, I just think that that's a. I, I don't think you can have a better opportunity to sell your piece of equipment than in that in that environment. I, and I know you you feel the same way about that. But it's it's one of those deals where having the live bids coming in on the internet and you got the stuff going on out there. At the time it's a faster pace, but I think you get more money out of stuff at the end of the day you know and i think there's like i said every everything has a has a, a setting or a place for it when you take a, a dealership like ag pro you know and and or you know a lot of these john deere dealers you start moving these big huge machines like that you get the cost of that in there you know mm-hmm. 
does it weigh out? Does it weigh out moving them have a live sale or the online? But I think one of the big difference, and I, I guess this is probably where us at Merit Auctions is going to really try to try to you know stand out in this in this online setting when we're having an online only dealer sale like this, opposed to our live sales that we're you know we're going to have and and, and continue to have. But uh, you're you're dealing with basically just a handful of us, and I yeah. say that's me. John and Joey or Casey have basically seen every one of these machines. Nobody else mm -hmm. takes our pictures. There's not, there's not, you know, and and there's always, you know, you get into this new stuff and this equipment. Hey, I'm none of us are absolute experts on it, but I've looked at sure. enough combines and looked at enough machinery. You know, you know what the picture. If there's an issue with it, you know to go talk to the service manager and say, hey, mm -hmm. you, know, you need to get this thing, you need to get this thing uh, fixed before we sell it or whatever. Where you know. And I'm not throwing rocks or stones at anybody, but you know some of these, some of the online auctions, they just send a guy out there to picture it. And he don't know whether he's picturing a combine or a cotton picker. It's just on his list to do, you know. Right. So, yeah. And, um, I encourage everybody to call the store managers and call the call the you know get the history on these machines. But in return, I do get a lot of calls on them because people know that we've been doing this a long time, and I can say yes, I, I personally saw that machine, and here's what I thought of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot that, of miles on in the last <laughs> month and a half working on this thing. Yeah, no, I think that's that's the other side of it too is is understanding what that what that history of that machine looks like and and, and who uh, what was done with it and those kind of things too because it's one of those deals where you can go out there and take a look at a machine on on the internet and see the video and all that stuff like that, but physically seeing it with your own eyes or, or talking to that person that's physically seeing it with their own eyes makes a huge difference in, in what it is that you're going to ultimately end up purchasing. And some of the stuff where you're making, you know, you're making a half half a million dollar um, decision on it. And, that, and I think that's that requires a little more due diligence than some of this other stuff that we're looking at. So, all right, so we've got uh, the overall market right now. We're seeing a lot of things move. I've been watching row crop tractors a little bit, and I kind of want your opinion on this. I, I think that, you know, we hear that every time uh, that this comes down, I'd rather have 20 row crop tractors to every one combine I had, and I totally agree. I would, I would too. But as you're, as you're looking at the marketplace, what's your thoughts right now on those, you know, 300-plus horsepower row crop tractors out there? I mean, are you getting some, some people interested in, and maybe listen to some stuff like that? Are you starting to see that pick up a little bit more than in the past? Well, I think, Casey, what you just said, I probably couldn't agree with it anymore because if you look at this list that uh, we got coming up on the 31st, there's not one There's not one of those tractors in it. I mean, we have a lot of the 6Rs and, you know, the sure. smaller tractors, but there's there's not. I think I think on the initial list, I think there maybe, maybe was a 8295R or, or, you know, there was, there was one on the list, on the initial list, and, and, and it got sold there before we got started on it. So I'm... I'm not seeing a lot of those or they're that being a problem. So as far as I think what you said just pretty much sums it up. But uh, we'll see. I know I've, I've talked with several other dealers here, you know, that uh, are considering, you know, doing something here at the end of the year like they always do. And I guess we'll see if those start popping up at the end of the year. But right now, I, I'm definitely not seeing them. Seeing them yeah. You know, yeah, I think that's, uh, to me, I think I'm paying attention to those because that number of what's out on the marketplace is just growing and that's exponentially every month, over a month, when you start looking at available inventory. And again, it kind of goes back to the same thing I talked about earlier, is that we thought we were going to have the steady supply of used equipment that we could kind of wash through, and all of a sudden, everything just comes and shows up at one time, and now you've kind of got your your market's completely saturated. So it's uh, going to be interesting to watch how that plays out. 
when you're looking at the stuff now and and you've been in the auction game for a long time and the majority of the time that you've been in the auction game you haven't seen you know seven and eight percent interest rates out there as, as stuff goes um it almost makes it feel like the old uh, buyer's premium 10 percent buyer's premium thing <laughs> times two you know when you start looking at some of these interest rates but i guess as you're as you're looking around and talking to some folks what are some of the, the conversations you're having around the equipment that you're selling in, in interest rates it it actually hasn't been asked as much as what I think if me or you would, would suspect it would be, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it's probably come the end of the year here. We, we talked early on before we started recording here of, uh, you know, how many of these guys locked in those $14, $15 beans, you know, right. especially there a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I still think there's a lot of cash out there this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a couple farms here that sold just around where I am in Indiana. They're just in the last week or so and you know it just it hasn't slowed the land thing down yeah. and everybody said it would slow the land thing down six months ago when they started really hiking up there but um, i think at the end of the year when we see where, where the where the cash flow is at the end of the year i think that interest thing will probably really show up into 2024 but um, yeah like i said i'm not an economist and i try to stay away from that a little bit too much <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. what I do at the end of the day, we always end up being wrong. That's right. I know. I know the feeling. Yeah. They have. Uh, it's. Yeah. You're right. I think there's there's plenty of capital out there right now that are that guys are playing with because, like you said, you know, if, if they took an advantage of any of these um, commodity prices starting all the way back into into 22, uh, rolling into where we're at now. Um, there were some really good some really good marketing opportunities to lock in some some pretty good profit on the farm. So I think there's, uh, to your point, I think there's plenty of, of assets out there or capital asset uh, opportunities for some for some of these guys when it comes to tax season. When you're looking at um, the planter marketplace, as you look at that, what's your feeling on that? Because I, I've been I've been thinking about this from a from a an auction perspective for a while that some of these um planners that you can you know do the upgrade stuff with and those kind of things there's an opportunity to take some of these older planners and 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 do some really unique things with them that make them you know quote unquote new again i guess so i guess as as you're as you're traveling around and talking to folks and, and you're seeing stuff buyers and stuff like that as if any of them talk to you about that you know like hey if you got a good planner that pops up, you know, keep me in mind type of thing. Is that I've, you seen? I've that? got the two two uh, farmers that I, I know very well that uh, you know they went out and bought late model brand new planters there, and, and they had mm -hmm. their they had their trouble and their glitches with them, like you know, sure. just like a lot of the new stuff has. And they, yep. but uh, both of them told me that's what they wish they would have done was rebuild their old planters. So I think I think you're gonna you know rebuild or spend you know put put them whether they strip them all down and, and put all the options on them or do whatever. But I think guys are really looking at that just like they did, you know, back in that 13, 14 market when them 24-row planters got so cheap and sure. stripping them down, doing what they wanted. But back to what we hit on there just a little bit ago when you are talking about the industry, Casey, and it's just how, how much more we can find out in just another 10 days or two weeks, you know. But on the uh, Ag Pro sale here, you know, they're offering 59 through JDF. Well, okay. as, as we get closer to the sale, then we kind of see how many people are, you know, inquiring or, and, and, you know, asking about that or whatever. A lot of people, it just, 
including myself, so procrastinator, you know, and they wait until mm-hmm. a day or two before the sale, and they're calling and asking those questions and filling out that paperwork. So, yeah, I, I mean, just in another two weeks, we'll have a we'll have a better answer on that with, with those interest rates and what guys are thinking on that. Yep, and I think that's that's I think that's the big draw now. You get five point nine percent interest, but it, it's amazing that um, um, what what you can come up with. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about um, let's talk about the ag per auction here. Let's kind of run through what some of this looks like here. So, there's what thirty four combines. That's, that's uh, going to be on there's thirty. I think there's thirty two now. Thirty two. Okay. The early, the early list had thirty four, and then yep. you know, just like any dealer like that, when they when they when they put that list out to their salesmen, a couple of them. But I think I believe there's there's thirty two that that and I'm was working on finalizing that here before we got on there, double checking with. What, what we proxied and put on the yep. catalog and what our list of list was. But I think there's going to be 32, 32 machines. I mean, 2022s, you know, I think I think the oldest machine in there goes back, there was a, there was a, a 9750 in there, just, you know, that, you know, when you get down to just the more mm-hmm. common machines, but the bulk of those machines are those 18 and newer machines. Yep. So I'm looking at the, the sale bill now, they're pretty good cross-section. So you're looking at, like you talked about, there's, 2022, 790s, 780s, 770s, 21 models, 780s, 770s, all the way down through. There's a good selection of, of combines working your way through all that. And like you said, you get down to, I think there's a 60 Syriac, there's a 9660 down here at the bottom. Um, a bunch of S600 series, you know, those kind of things. So if you're looking for a good combine, I mean, this is this is a pretty good list of machines from a from a cross-section of, of uh, buyers out there. So I guess talk a little bit about those combines and, and what you see there and what some of the special uh, attributes of them are. Well, I think, I think the other thing, we didn't really talk about this, but it's probably a good place to work it in. When you start talking what the John Deere shop rates are, and you, sure. know, you got these guys that, and especially here around me, and, and, and you know, and I suppose you get over, get over into Illinois and some of them guys, you know, those... Uh, Thousand fifteen hundred acre farmers that are still in love with their ninety six seventy or their oh, yeah. seven seventy or whatever, and they're dumping, you know, they're dumping twenty grand a year in it because it's got thirty six, mm-hmm. thirty seven, four thousand engine hours, and they're still good machines. Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is where those guys are going to have to look at, at, at updating the machine. You know, sure. they, they they might not need to go into that nineteen or twenty model, but they can go into that eighteen model yep. six eighty or six seventy or, or or jump up there that. Just because just the, the maintenance is just, and my dad's in that. My dad's in that scenario. He'll he'll mm-hmm. take his trip combine down to John Deere every single year, yep. and you know just keep putting money in it. Yep. Yeah, I think that's that's the one thing about sales like this is that it does give that opportunity for a guy to to take that that ninety seven seventy. You think about it, ninety seven seventy right now. That's a that's almost a ten year old machine because you look at two thousand eight being the first year for the the seventy series and. And 2011 was the last year for it, so you get you're getting close to where you've got, uh, you know, you're rolling up on that um, almost a 20 year old machine. I mean, if you really start looking at it, I mean, you're 15 years in into that, uh, you start looking at these machines and what they're doing, um, the amount of of uh, efficiencies that come from some of the technology and some of these two really help kind of grow that that. Uh, that cost justification we start looking at some of this stuff too and you know you you know you never know what each auction is a little bit different you never know what you're going to get but um it might be a good opportunity for your bang for your buck on some of the stuff here when you're looking at uh what's out there so that's a pretty impressive list of combines <clears throat> well and you know the other thing casey and we we talked about this a little you know 
the uh, the amount of them that have hit the market here in just the last 45 to 60 days mm -hmm. you know is that going to is that going to shorten up the december sales you know in the past december was always yeah. heavy on them i sure would think it would you would know on the on the deer side or the dealer side of it you know what the inventory numbers are probably better than me but one thing I don't think we are going to see is the farmer retirements like we've seen in the last two years of being able to buy yeah. a retirement combine at auction. I mean, anybody that was thinking about getting out, you know, I, you know, I had the busiest year that I'd ever had there finishing off uh, 2022 was was just guys that were, could have farmed two, three more years, but it was just all the writing on the wall with the price of the machinery and it sure. was just time to get out. And yep. we got several nice farm retirement sales coming into fall. We got a couple of them on the website already. There'll be a few more coming up. But I just you're not going to see the, the the retirement sales and the opportunity to buy those buy these basically these same combines. You know, one and two year old, three year old machines, low hour, but setting in the farmer's shed and off the farm. You know, I think we're just mm -hmm. not going to see that opportunity like we have in the last two years. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing I love about auctions too, because I think you get a <clears throat> a really good um, quality machine for the price is, is the construction equipment side of it. You got a good list of stuff down here when you're looking at some skid steers, some dozers. You got a, some really nice wheel loaders that are up here. Let's talk about that a little bit. What you see on that side of, of the market? Yeah, and you know, I haven't in the past. I haven't done a lot in that market. I've, I mean, I followed it a little bit, mm -hmm. but I think as these farms get bigger, and I know oh, you've yeah. talked about this on many of your podcasts. I mean, you know, it, when it comes to pushing the pencil and things that they can save money on. Uh, you know, a, a farmer having a, a dozer or an excavator 15, 20 years ago was 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 a big thing. But you know, a lot of these guys that, that they're putting those in their in their balance sheets or in their yep. sheds or whatever, and, and they're doing that. So it's a it's a good opportunity there for some of these farmers too. You go out and price a new dozer or a new excavator. You know, they might only put a couple hundred dollars a year on it. But uh, but uh, when you, I've always personally, I, I think if and I don't have the stats to back it up, but the sales that I've watched. If you take a comparable machine and you just and you just put it in a pure construction sale and or you put it in an ag sale, I think it always brings a premium in the ag sale because it's putting the farmer's eyes on it. You know, so yeah. I, I think it's a good opportunity here for for agro and the dealership to get rid of some of that. They have a lot of the construction equipment. You know, they have they have those stores that, that specialize in that, um, and they. I think it's just going to be. I think that's going to be a good opportunity for them, and they, they've had some of it in the past, but they're they're putting a little more in this one than they have in the past. When you get into the bigger wheel loaders and the, and the escalators and stuff. Yeah, you start looking at some of these dozers and stuff that they start seeing pop up on guys' farms where they're they might be clearing out some land or whatever else, or working a waterway or something like that. You're starting to see a lot of those, like you said, where they can pencil that out and say, you know, it's I can get this dozer and have my hired man or whoever run it, and we can level this out, and I don't need to pay. You know, ABC Construction Company, their dirt contractor, something like that, to come in and, and, and do these various dirt projects they have. And so you're starting to see a lot of this stuff pop up, even some even some pull pans and back behind their four-wheel drive and stuff like that, where they're they're seeing those pop up to where they can they can do some of that that dirt work themselves. And so I think that's a that's a pretty neat pretty neat deal. Well, the same, All right. the same thing. I'm kind of getting off topic here, but you get into the uh, you get into the tiling market. I mean, look how many of their own farm. Oh farm. yeah. Their own ditch machine, own tiling. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yep. Especially in in areas like where you know we don't have that problem out here, <laughs> but but uh, you know some of those places they have 
that ditch, that water situation is a is a big deal when you start looking I at it roll off. There's people out there in western Nebraska that fills me in on the <clears> wet. I hear you, you, you've been getting a little rain this year, Casey. We've, well, the thing about out here is that it can rain all summer and we get two weeks of, of heat and it's right back to where we started. So it's there's no, uh, and I think we're, we're getting ready to head back into that period here pretty quick. So it'll be, this last part of, the, of August will be interesting to see what happens there. All right. Lastly, let's talk a little bit about these these uh, the heads out there for those combines. So you got a good good quality selection of corn heads and platform heads. You got some flex drapers. You got um, you know you got you've got some new pretty nice new ones. You know RD forty fives and those kind of things where you've got the new technology with the, some of the older stuff out there. Some of the you know thirty five forty five foot stuff. So you got a good selection of sizes. And you're looking at uh, your corn heads down here where you've got. Uh, mostly 12 row corn heads. You got a few eight rows in there, but I guess talk a little bit about that. What do you see there? You know, same same thing there. Um, I will say overall for all the dealer sales that I've done in the past, you know, and looking at these heads, I would say this is probably the best quality of heads that I, you know, that that, that, that I've probably ever had in an auction. But you know, if you look at the age of them and, and, and the time on them, probably explains that. But you know, uh, there was a couple of these heads, same thing, when I, on the very first round, when I looked at them, uh, you know, they, they just came out of the wheat field and, and uh, you know, had to get cleaned up yet. Yeah. And, and just got traded in. I just don't think that there's probably going to be the opportunity to buy these kind of heads at an auction or there hasn't been in the past. And I, I don't think you're probably going to see that moving ahead. So, you know, a lot of these heads will pair right up to these combines and I, I sure think you're going to have some of those guys looking to update machines, and if they're going to update from that machine that we were talking about, they're going to be looking at these heads to, to mm -hmm. pack them right together. Now, yep. again, we get done, maybe we'll have a follow-up, Casey, and we'll look at, <laughs> sure. at how many of these same buyers that bought a combine went ahead and updated ahead at the same time, because it sure looks like a fit to me. Yeah, yeah. there's plenty of opportunity there where you can get get the combine, the head in, or the corn head and the platform head all together on the same machine. So. And, you know, we're, we're kind of we're, we're we're focusing here on the on this sale because of the size of it. But you know, you go back here this coming Monday, we have that sale coming up for Ziegler Cat. Of course, you mm -hmm. know, I think there's two I think there's two S680s older machines in that few few corn heads in that. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna kind of see they have they have several of the, uh, of the you know the yellow combines in there, and then we have they have a good selection of, of you know heads in that sale too. So we're gonna kind of see both sides of it. But it's. It's a smaller sale than this. You know, they've normally had a December sale, and uh, they decided to have an August sale here. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of get a different sale yep. of that market and see what that So, is. yeah, so I know old Ben Freeoff up there, he's a good guy, and he's talking about there. But let's, let's talk, spend a little time on that one, too, because, you know, you look, start looking at some of these track machines, and there's more and more folks that are interested in looking at these track units and what they see there. So you've got a couple of these um, MTs out there, uh, the bigger ones. You know, you got your MTs. Uh, what do you got out here? You got some. Um, get down there, corn heads. Where you at? Tractors. Um, you can't put me on the spot too much here. This this sale was Probasco's, and then uh, I, I I went to a few of these stores. I started mm -hmm. up way up north up there and bounced down. So I've seen a few of these, but uh, yep. John and John and Joey and Casey did a majority of this sale. Yep. But, uh, yeah, they. They, you know, they kind of got a little bit of a variety there. Yeah, they got a good cross section. If you're looking out here, and you got the the big four wheel, you got the MT 965Es, you got the four wheel drives, you got the MT 865Es, um, you've got um, some some smaller horsepower tractors, you know, loader type tractors. You've got some, got a couple sprayers in the mix, a 4066R. You've got uh, 
my favorite Caterpillar tractors, CH65C. Got that one in there. So you got there's a there's a good mix of tractors right there. You got a little caterpillar blood in me, yeah. <clears throat> but they've got you know that's this is if you're looking at what's out there, I mean that's a that's a great cross section of tractors if you're in a market for something like that. And I, I tell you, um, you know, um, this is the first that myself personally had ever been involved with with the with the Ziegler's sales or dealerships, mm -hmm. you know. But like I said, I I started up way at their farthest north store up there. I think it was a. Uh, Ada, Minnesota, I think is where I started up there, and I kind of worked down just a little ways, and John and Joey come up north with Casey, and but um, I was surprised, uh, you know, as far as the the organization of that and the dealership when when you went in on the lots, I mean, I think, you know, they, they definitely run a class act at that organization, and you know, there was, uh, I, I think, I think um, overall when you when you when you stop in at their dealerships or if you go in there and talk to them guys, you're gonna. You're going to get the story on these machines, and they're going to know where they came from, and they're not, yeah. they're not like some of them. Oh, it's auction. Sorry, I don't know much about it. <laughs> right. Right. And you're right. I mean, you start looking at this, the combine selection that they've got here. I mean, you've got some 770s, a 680. you got some gleaners. you got a, some Lexion, obviously, Lexion combines. That's what they sell up there. But, you know, you got some, uh, you know, they got a good cross-section of equipment there as well that, you know, range in year and hours. So there's a good opportunity to get into some, some machines there if that's what you're looking for. They've got some good stuff here. Same with heads. I mean, there's a good selection of heads up there as well. You start looking at that. Oh, forge harvesters. There you go. <laughs> what, what fun would it be without trying to auction off a forge harvester? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, a, that's, a, that's the oddest market out there, I think, of, of anything that's, that's out there. Um, it's just always constant. The, the forge harvester market it's either really really bad or just bad you know what i mean so it's it's it seems like as you take a look at what's going on in the forge harvester market space especially now with what you see with class three milk and how that really drives what you see happening in the marketplace but there's a i can't tell you that i think that a there's like there's like no surprises when you start dealing with forge harvesters when we, as far as values go i think if anyone tells you that they they're surprised by the value of a of a forge harvester, I kind of have to question what they're what they're looking at because you know I've had the uh, same. I've had several custom harvester sales clear back to 2015 when we did South Forks, and then yeah. you know I, I couldn't tell you how many in between there. And you know I go to the harvesters convention every year, and we've been involved in that great organization. And of course, you know you got the custom choppers there, but uh, I I personally have not had a forage harvester sale yet and i'm sure that day will be coming but uh, yeah that'll that'll be a when, when you when you sell one here or there but i you know i i i'm sure there there's been those sales but i don't know that i've ever watched or saw a sale where they had a row of 10 or 12 or multiple yep. of them yep. right down the row of them. yeah that's a that day i think that's another thing too with the custom cutter thing is that so many of those guys are starting to kind of get out of the business of, of what they're doing and then selling off their book of business to a, a younger uh, custom guy or whatever it is because they you know, don't have anybody come back in or whatever it is that their situation is. But I, I'm like you. I'm waiting for that, that day when I pull up in a sell bill and it's all all choppers, you know. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be interesting to watch when that happens. I'll be calling you for advice. <laughs> get that call, yeah, you're you're probably calling the wrong guy if you're if you're calling me. So it'll be that'll be a that'll be a a, a rough day. Well, it'll just be interesting to watch it happen. You know what I mean? And just because I mean, what you think might happen may be the complete opposite. Because choppers, you never know what you're gonna. You never know what's gonna happen. So it's a 
definitely a uh, a different deal. So, all right, that's probably a good place to stop. So talk a little bit about Merit Auction, how they can find you, get a hold of you guys, um, kind of what your philosophy is with with uh, with the auction stuff, and, and where how you're, where you're headed. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, MeritAuctions.com is our website. There, you know, we got uh, the info on there. But um, like I said it, it's it's uh, everybody. If you if you look at the team, I think you're going to see a lot of familiar faces. Um, you know, it, we've all been in the auction business. We all know what it takes to have a successful auction. You know, there's 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 things we can't control. You can't control the market, but when you do all you can do to to uh, to top that market, I think that's what the uh, the customer and the, and the people appreciate and you know I've had so much repeat business or referral business and I, I think you know that's that's because of that um, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna do things the way that we've always done things when you look at our team and uh, we're gonna strive to, to, to be, do the best we can um, I'm excited about the future there's gonna be some big news here um, coming up shortly that we'll, we'll break with you with you know our, our plans moving ahead but uh, like I said, the biggest thing is, is, is we will we will have a live sale, and if somebody wants a live sale, I'm, I'm not going to tell a farmer that worked his whole life if he wants a live sale, that I'm not going to do one for him because at the end of the day, if, if you couple the internet with it, you know, it, it's just getting getting him the best price. If he's comfortable sure. with people being there and having that, so we bought two brand new auction toppers, and, and, and we're equipped to do that, but if you look at our website now, most of them are online-only sales, but, you know, we give our sellers the options, the the pros, the cons, and, and, and let them decide or, co or coach them in what we've seen, you know. So, but uh, I'm excited about our future here. And like I said, uh, John Probasco, and, and you know, he's had a lot of these dealer sales and worked with dealers, and Jim Huff on the real estate side, and, and uh, Joey's been in the auction business forever. And we got Casey that came over from another auction company, and we got graphic designers that that's what they've done. So I think uh, I, I'm thinking and I'm hoping you're going to be seeing more of us, Casey. Well, I hope so, Zach. I like having you guys around and uh, enjoy working with you guys in the past. So I'm looking forward to working with you in the future. So, Zach, I appreciate you being the podcast, man. Yep, and we'll see you down in Nashville here. Yeah, I'm look, looking forward to that. That'll be a good time. So, all right, man. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. And go to the YouTube channel, which is the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Go to everything Moving Iron related at movingironllc.com. So, with that, I'm Casey Seymour with... Zach Heiner, let's go move some iron, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardware.